Suicide rates are alarming, and today we will talk about hope for the mental health crisis. Welcome to Bridges. I'm Monica Schmelter, and I'm so glad that you could join us. Today we're talking about a serious topic and the mental health crisis and the hope uh, that lies for all of us in Christ. And I'm so delighted to have two guests from the Hope Line here today. I want to welcome you. So, so good to have you and meet you, Jameson. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks for having us. And Jennifer, again with you. So good to meet you and have you here. Yes, thank you. We're delighted to be here. So I know the Hope Line, maybe we could start with how long it's been around, but really the ministry behind it and, and what you're doing today. Yeah, well, the Hope Line has been around for over 30 years. Yeah. And our goal is to help students and young adults in crisis. And we primarily do that at thehopeline.com where we have free 24 seven live chat where students and young adults can chat with Hope Coach, coaches for free 24 hours a day. Yeah, and that's amazing. And I know some people might wonder, Jennifer, why such a crisis at this time? When you think about students in that age range, I can just hear people saying, well, what are they like worried about their kids? But yet there is a, a crisis for mental health today. What is behind that? Yeah, there's a stat that says that 42% of teenagers are diagnosed with a mental illness. Like that is an alarming 42%. Stat. Yeah, and there's so many factors I believe that probably play into that, mm -hmm. right? We know that um, there's been some isolation and some loneliness and they don't have community like they once have. We know that social media plays a role in yes. that and the constant scrolling and comparing and things like that. And just a lot of stressors in their life mm -hmm. and nobody to talk to. Mm -hmm. Some don't have a lot of support in their family. So I think there's so many different factors coming together, really leaving teenagers vulnerable yeah. to a lot of mental illnesses. Yeah. And I think that we all have to be cognizant and remind ourselves as adults that if I feel stress and pressure, right, how much harder is it for a person that's 13 years old that doesn't have the experience, right, that hasn't been through enough things in life to know there are hard times, right? They don't have all of that to process. And like you said, Jennifer, if they don't have community, if there aren't supportive parents and families, I would think all that plays into it. And I know, Jameson, you said, like, we talk about the hope line and being open 24 seven and yeah. we need that, right? We need that crisis line, but you also at the hope line deal with other issues as we, well. Yeah, we do. We have over 52 topics on our website. We have extensive information on that. And it's ama amazing the things that bring students and young adults to the hope line. It can be everything from bullying to a broken heart, to relationships, to abuse, to suicide ideation, yeah. you know, you name it, we hear everything. We often like to say, you know, people are unique, problems are not. Yeah. After 30 years, we've yeah. kind of heard it all, you know, um, but yet we always want to care for the one. Yes. Everybody's important. Right. And so we never want to stray from that one-on-one -on -one exactly. crisis care. Exactly. And most of us at one point in our life have been in some sort of a crisis. And when we look at young people, like when I hear you say, Jennifer, 42% mm -hmm. of young people are diagnosed with some sort of mental illness, that Ah, that just breaks my heart. That's that's so hard. And you're dealing with lots of different topics and issues. Are you faith-based at the Hope Line? Yeah, that's the beautiful part about what we get to do mm -hmm. every day mm -hmm. is a, a student or young adult will come to the Hope Line. They've maybe Googled what their pain point is. Maybe mm -hmm. it's anxiety. Maybe it's depression. Or like you said, any number of different issues. And 
we meet them where they're at, right? And we'll mm -hmm. talk to them about their need and we're going to earn their trust and really ask them a lot of questions, yes. make sure that they feel heard, make sure they feel understood. Mm -hmm. And then once they feel heard and understood and we've kind of worked through some of that with them, it really earns us the opportunity for a little trust and for us to say to them, hey, you know, I happen to be a Christian and I find a lot of hope and security in my faith in God. And do you have any spiritual beliefs? And just open that door to a spiritual conversation. And they're very often open to it because yeah. they've searched for everything right. and they've tried to fix themselves. Mm -hmm. They end up at a crisis line because not much else is working for right. them. And so we have this beautiful door to walk through and say, here's the real hope. Here's the real solution for your problem. And so we kind of follow their lead. And if they're willing to have that conversation, we dig right in and we never leave a chat without offering prayer mm. and we know the power of prayer yes. and nobody turns down prayer no. you know even if they aren't a believer they're like well if you want to pray for me that's fine yes i've heard so many people say i'll take it if there's any chance it'll yeah. work right so it's like a seed sown because mm. it's truth and it's love and it's compassion shared into their life so yes. that's wonderful are the people that chat with the students are they trained specifically mm. or Yes, we call them our hope coaches. Hope coaches. And yeah, we um, do hire our hope coaches. They're paid positions and they are highly trained in, um, first of all, just how the framework of a chat. We're going to listen. We're going to encourage people. We're going to apply advice and scripture and pray with them. Mm -hmm. um, but then also we are all certified in suicide prevention. Okay. We are all trained in how to um, report abuse because we get a lot of different abuse situations mm -hmm. and sexual assault situations and things of that nature that come mm -hmm. our way. Um, and so, yeah, we're highly trained staff that take our chats 24 hours a day. Yeah. That's wonderful, I think, because we never want to lose the faith-based part of it, right? Yeah. But also with suicide and depression and isolation, there also has to be an understanding of what that's like for a person and for a person to feel like we're understanding, like that that's real, that people really do get depressed and not just to belittle that. For sure, we want to validate their feelings and as a staff we just wrapped up a leadership retreat this weekend and it's it was so cool to just talk with each other about our own stories and what brought us to the hope line and yeah. why we do the work we do mm -hmm. i'm sure there's a story behind why you do this show absolutely um, we all have a, a story mm -hmm. so what did bring you to the hope line you know um i had my own business for many years mm -hmm. um, i was in the music industry okay. um, and when COVID hit super isolating mm -hmm. um, and I was just like I want to work on a team I want to work with other people yeah. and uh, so I heard about the hope line I thought what a cool thing where I can use my gifts in a different way mm -hmm. um, at the so that's the the short version the deeper version is I've gone through my own story I've gone through my own battles my own things that I had to work through come out the other side and the beauty of when you hit a bottom or you hit a low point in your life mm -hmm. That's where the healing can really come yeah. in. And pain is a great motivator for change. I say that a lot. And we see that at the Hope Line where their, their felt need, their crisis brings them to a point, like Jen said, I've tried everything on my own. Mm -hmm. They're open to other solutions. Yes. And the ultimate solution at the Hope Line is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's the solution. Right. That's the key. Because that's our only real permanent security mm -hmm. and yes. hope. All of these other things, right? Circumstances come and go. Yes. And so... I thank God for every happy season of my life, right? Yeah. But they're not all that way. Yeah. Uh, but my eternal hope 
is in the hope of Christ and that you all can blend all of that together for people. So what brought you to the Hope Line? Yeah, you know, I met Dawson. Um, I've worked for the ministry for 17 years. So back in 2006, I started and um, and they had an opening. I'm actually based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And we had a little volunteer call center there at that time. We've changed our model a lot. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I had worked in ministry and I just knew I always wanted to be sharing Jesus however I could. Mm -hmm. And what a beautiful outlet this was. So when this opportunity um, came about, and I mentioned Dawson, but this ministry was founded by Dawson McAllister, mm -hmm. um, who used to have a radio show, and the Hope Line was the back end of that. Um, and so, yeah, so after meeting him, hearing what they were doing, and then having this opportunity before me, um, it was just a wonderful place for me to step in. Yeah. Well, it's really just so wonderful to have you all here today. I mean, I remember going out to Columbia to see Dawson at his radio show years yeah. and years ago, and we did kind of a remote shoot Bridges interview talking about all that he did and his heart for students and to offer that help and to offer that hope. And that the work is still going on mm -hmm. is just amazing. And I know Jameson, like culture and what students do changes all the time. How do you keep up with what works for students? Um, yeah, we always tr try to be aware of what's happening. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I don't think people who come to the Hope Line are too worried about how cool we are, how right. hip we are. Nope. It's all about, you know, yeah. people are people. Like yeah. Jen said, they want to be seen. They want to mm -hmm. be heard. They want to be understood. Right. And so fads, things like that come and go. We don't get too worried about, about that. But yeah, we've changed from the phone lines to the chat lines <laughs> and things like that. We're definitely on social media and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, people are people and the gospel is a gospel, whether yeah. you're 85 or 50. Right. And I think also when we get to the end of ourselves, whatever kind of crisis that is, I don't think being yeah. hip, cool. Mm -hmm. I don't think any of that matters anymore. You mm -hmm. just want somebody to offer you some hope, yes. something that's real, uh, just somebody to listen, I think can make so much of a difference for yeah. people. What are some of the other things that you get calls about Jennifer? Yeah. We we do get a lot of relationship issues, mm -hmm. um, and that can be family relationships, friend relationships, um, because community is so important and relationships are so important to people. And when they're going south on them, yeah. it really affects so many other areas of their life. And so we talk a lot. And then it's we do a lot of direction and learning how to find your own self-worth. We get a lot of people who really don't like themselves. Right. And, um, and so we uh, talk a lot about worth in Christ and, you know, that foundation that you can put your hope there, yeah. that how God sees you is how you are, not how other people see you. That's right. And, um, and so, and then cutting and, you know, we get a lot of girls who have gone through really horrible sexual assault. I think of a story recently of a girl who started the chat, just telling us that she was, um, addicted to drugs and she was lonely and she was depressed and she could not find a point to go on anymore. That was the starting point of yeah. the chat. As the Hope Coach really tried to uncover the root issue, got to the fact that she had been sexually assaulted in her teens and had never told anybody before. Yeah. So finally, when they have this door to open up and tell their story, and we could start unpacking that. And then she heard about a God who loved her and had been there even in that hard time and yeah. was calling out to her. And just, you know, that whole this gospel was presented to her and it all just, her heart was open and she gave her life to Christ. And so you never know where a chat's going to start and where it's going to go. Right. Because a lot of times we uncover a lot as we talk. 
Right. And I think that's where, too, the faith-based element and the fact that you all are praying and that you're working to earn somebody's trust and to get them to open up, because it would be very hard to tell anybody that kind of a story, Mm -hmm. right? And if somebody doesn't have supportive parents or community, it would be like that much harder for people. What would you say, like, because I'm thinking like for this show, it's probably parents and grandparents watching. What should they be looking for? Oh, man. Don't be afraid to lean in to the uncomfortable conversations is what I would say. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be like, I want to check in with you. How are you doing? What's really going on with Mm -hmm. you? Um, I found that students will typically respond well to that. Yeah, if you just lean in. Well, we've got to take a break. I want you to stay with us here today on Bridges. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the Hope Line and the work that they are doing across the country. And let me say this to you. If you think that you are in a mess of your own making, you are still an overcomer. When that temptation comes, you want to make sure that you are dressed for battle. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicashmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. If you are just joining us today on Bridges, we are talking about hope for the mental health crisis. And my two guests today that are here are from the Hope Line. And again, I'm just so glad, Jameson and Jennifer, that you could both join me today on Bridges. I think the mental health crisis and just the pressures that students are under is just so much. And if we can just reach out and touch lives and bring hope, right? That's what it's all about. Let's take a look, Jameson. You had mentioned the Hope Box. What is that? So the Hope Box is a box just chock full of resources for parents or grandparents or uh, pastors, um, teachers to just spread the word about the Hope Line to students Mm -hmm. and young adults who may be in crisis. So it has table tents and posters and cards that they can hand out and stickers. They all have a QR code on them. Uh, when a student will scan that with their phone, it just connects them to a hope coach right away and they can talk about whatever they're needing help with. Yeah, so churches and things like that can get that yeah, they to can, help reach out. Yeah, they can go to thehopeline.com. At the very bottom, there's a thing that says <laughs> Partners in Hope. And if they click on that, they can order a hope box. And, that is awesome. Yeah. Because I just think that's just another way to reach students. I'm sure that you have things going on all the time. But one of the things that I think about, Jennifer, is like if someone is not specifically trained, right, um, a particular pastor or parent might not really know how to get to the root of something, might not really understand the depth of what that student is dealing with. And I would think being able to refer to the Hope Line would just be such a wonderful gift. 
Yeah. I think it is such a great tool to put in the hands of people who care a lot for young people because yeah. first of all, we're there 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. So if that youth pastor isn't available at two in the morning, right. the whole line is. And mm -hmm. so it is a very easy thing to hand out to somebody and just say, you know, here's a really safe place for you to go and have a conversation. And, you know, I just recommend that whenever it hits you and you just feel like you need somebody to talk to, an outside perspective, somebody who isn't tied up in all these mm -hmm. other emotions of your situation, perhaps, right. you know, like here's just a great resource yeah. for you. Yeah. And I know that you all on the Hope Line deal with more than just suicide, yeah. but yet suicide rates are alarming. Yeah. And I've shared with you that my best friend, you know, in 2016 tragically took her life. So um, I just know how really painful that that yeah. can be for family and children, just for everybody that so loved that person. Mm -hmm. Are there signs that people can look for uh, things like that. Yeah, for sure. And again, I think of another story of someone who came to the Hope Line. Sometimes it's tricky to talk about the Hope Line because our Hope coaches are anonymous and we want to protect the <laughs> exactly. names of the chatters. Exactly. We're a very behind the scenes right. type of ministry. There's no award shows for chat lines, you know. Yeah. Um, so we're very much in the shadows yes. doing hard work. But I remember hearing about this one chatter and one of his friends had ended his life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he was in sports, all these things, and he just kind of withdrew into yeah. himself, stopped doing those things, and then he himself became uh, suicidal. And it's just sort of this, you know, uh, I don't know, trickle-down effect, I guess you'd call it, or whatever. And, and he just came like, I don't know what else to do. And, again, he felt mm -hmm. so isolated. I'm the only one dealing with right. this. We hear that right. all the time, yes. you know, that yes. isolation. And so... When you see someone isolating, again, just lean in, be willing to have that maybe uncomfortable situation and yeah. check in. That, that'd probably be the number one thing that I would think of. Yeah. Do you have any other warning signs that you would think of? Yeah, I, I do think there can be a withdrawal that happens before that, that you might, but everybody is different and everybody sure. handles that different even. Mm -hmm. I, I think one of the myths out there is that if I ask the question, are you thinking of harming yourself? Are you thinking mm -hmm. of killing yourself? That it's planting the seed in their mind. And that is a myth asking the question is actually the most important thing you can do. Mm -hmm. And you might not be aware, but if you have any indication, if you think something's off, you know, just checking in, you hear that a lot, are you checking in? Um, and, and again, you're not always gonna know or see warning signs, but knowing that you're a safe place to talk to, knowing that, you know, it's okay to say, you know, you've been acting different lately. Are you okay? You know, and um, so not being afraid to ask the question. Yeah, and I think too, to not be afraid if there's some silence there, because sometimes you have mm. to lean in for a while, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, and like just kind of let things happen because that's hard for somebody sometimes to get out of their mouth because it's yeah. very emotional and it's a lot. And I think for a parent, that would be awful mm -hmm. to hear your child say. But I also think that, you know, part of the power of that is the secrecy. Yes. A hundred percent. And getting it out and understanding that none of us are the only ones. Yes. yes. Right. Sometimes just verbalizing that, the power goes away of those yes. secrets that you keep and hold so tight. You just got to yes. let it go. And that's a cool thing about our, what our hope coaches do at the Hope Line. They, they, they don't know our hope coaches. It's safe. It's right. confidential. It's private. It's on chat. Um, and it can be very healing. Yeah. Yeah. 
And we pray that it continues to be very yeah. healing, right? Because it's just alarming what's happening. So after a person talks like on the Hope Line, do you refer them somewhere or what happens after that? We do, we have a lot of partners that we work with. One of the main things is we let the local church do the job of the local church. Yes. And so we have a partnership. We have thousands of vetted churches where if a chatter is willing, mm -hmm. um, we can have a local church reach out and contact them within 24, 48 hours, something like that. And so that's been a big thing for us where we let the church come in and take over that discipleship piece. Mm -hmm. So we deal with the crisis, we're the right. triage but the key is for the local church then to step in. Right, because the local church is the one that can follow up and provide discipleship yes. and whatever. You all are there for the crisis. Yeah. I wonder, do you know, like, I know you keep everything behind the scenes and anonymous. Do you know about how many people chat with you all in a year or in a month? Yeah, I mean, we um, have been growing our team steadily. Um, the need is there, right? Yeah. We yeah. Um, see <laughs> we can't get to every chat all the time. Oh, and wow. we're a donor-funded ministry, and we're hiring our Hope Coaches as we can mm -hmm. and expanding our team so we can reach more and more people all the time. Right now, you know, we are um, projecting to reach 30,000 people next year to, in a one-on-one -on -one chat. That's amazing. Yeah. So Yeah, and so... It really takes people investing in your ministry that have a heart for students that understand yeah. how important this is uh, and what, I get, what a crisis that yeah. students are facing and that yeah. this is important for us to do as a tool to reach out you know, to younger people. When you think about the work, right? Yeah. And like, again, I think probably parents and grandparents are mostly watching. Yeah. How can they help? I know that they can give, but with their grandparents, with their children, how can they help um, not see the signs, but like listen well and do the things that would help maybe before we get to a crisis? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You know, one thing we hear a lot on the Hope Line, we tell kids who are struggling with something, man, you should talk to your parents about this. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, oh, my parents are too busy. And... I think a lot of those parents would be devastated to hear that Absolutely. because they're probably really good parents who really care about their kids mm -hmm. and have no idea they're sending off that message mm -hmm. that they're busy. Um, we hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. And so just, again, just being aware. Um, and, you know, teenagers are, are tricky sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know when to lean in, when to let mm -hmm. them be independent, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Right. And, and so like we've been talking, just don't be afraid to just ask the questions and mm -hmm. lean in. Um, but it is really neat. You know, we always say, you know, the reason we can pray with kids and you would be stunned to hear how many kids go, I don't think I've ever had anyone pray with me before. You know, those things you take for granted My growing goodness. up in the church or whatever. Yes. You know, and that's so powerful. But the reason we can do that, we say this all the time because we're gospel centered, not government funded. We really, we don't have to sell people on the problem. Everybody knows it's a crisis. Yes. Most people really want to help, but they don't know what to do. Right. And so that's why we just want to get out there and let them know that we exist. You know, right. we're here to serve. Um, and if you want to help, you know, we would love your help. We also have a thing on our site where you can, we will send you the names of three students where you can pray for them by name every month. Mm -hmm. So prayer is key for the Absolutely. whole line. Everything runs on prayer. Yes. And yes. so it's, I don't want it to sound uh, like a cop out, but yeah, we need prayer. 
And it's not a cop-out, you know? You no, do need prayer. For sure. yeah. We all need prayer. Yeah. And just imagine right now, like if everybody watching yeah. went to Hopeline.com yeah. and said, yes, I'll take the name of three students yes. and I'll pray. The difference that that could make in their lives, because I think, Jennifer, what, what I keep thinking about is 42% of teenagers having some sort of mental illness. And I don't think when I was a teenager, I ever heard the word mm. mental yeah. illness, right? And so I'm sure that it existed then, but I don't think at the level that it is now. And it's heartbreaking. And I think if we as adults don't do something to lean in and to reach out, it will only, it will only grow worse. Yeah. You know, I am, um... I've kind of been blessed to be a hope coach and to take chats as I was raising teenagers myself. And, you know, I think something that parents can also say and grandparents can certainly say too, to their children and grandchildren is I'm here. I'm not going to freak out. (laughs) You know, you can tell me anything and I want to hear it, even if it's hard. Because the other thing we hear kids say a lot on the hope line is, oh, my parents will be so disappointed in me, or, oh, I just can't, you know, my parents won't know how to react and they'll overreact. Like, they're just, they care about their parents and they're afraid of how they're, so I think setting the stage that you're a safe place, that you're not gonna overreact, and you might. (laughs) A lot of the other counseling we do is, your parents are doing the best they can. Right, you know, um, because it's rough, it's awful. (laughs) I mean, there are things that are just really bad, you know? Yeah. So, I yeah, I think it's just, they just need a safe place. And yeah. families are that. Mentorship, like I would encourage anybody who has a heart for teens and young adults to mentor somebody in their church or their community. Um, and and then be knowing your resources and knowing that the Hope Line is one you can trust right. to give them very biblically sound advice. Yeah, because there might even be like a neighbor, you know, that has talks with the teen and, and sees that there are some things and they can only take it so far, but to say that you can go to the hopeline.com and that there's this safe place and that they can, that teen can process through those things with somebody who is a Christian, but's also been trained. That's like all of it. So we're almost out of time, but we've got a hope box. Yes. People can give yes. and then get names of three students. Yeah. It's all at the hopeline.com. Okay. So, yeah. So people just go to the hopeline.com. Go to the bottom and click on Partners in Hope and all those tools are available there. I love that, Partners in Hope. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for coming. And thank you, Jameson. Thank you. Well, we've been talking all about hope today. And I just encourage you all, go to the hopeline.com, learn more, find out what you can do, how you can help, because together we can all make a difference. Finding hope in today's life is not always easy. Bridges with Monica Schmelter is making it simple. You can now listen to podcast episodes on popular platforms like iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Life Audio, and more by searching for Monica Schmelter to find God's hope for your journey. Life can be hard and days can be long. So if you're looking for hope for the journey, monicaschmelter.com is a great place to get started. On monicaschmelter.com, you'll find Monica's teachings on demand. And if you're looking to really grow your faith, you'll find online extras are available with every teaching. So don't wait another day. Get started now at monicaschmelter.com and you will find hope for the journey. As we look at hope for the mental health crisis, I think the one thing that we all have to remember is how powerful that prayer is. 
And as we talked with Hopeline.com today, to remember really to be praying for young people, to be listening, to lean in. And if you've got a teenager or a teenager as a grandchild, be asking, be active and engaged. How are you doing? And then listening very carefully and doing what you can to help and to listen and to affirm and to validate. There are so many pressures in our world today and it's unfortunate, it's regrettable. But as we walk in faith, and as we do the part that God has given to us, I believe that we can see a great difference in the lives of students and those around us. I'm out of time today, but I thank you so much for joining me today on Bridges, where we bring you hope for the journey. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word kynos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.